This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I don't say, I don't dance, I don't do those anymore. Anything I don't show, you won't try here anymore. Michael. 36, and Bradley, 33, sit contently at their neighborhood bar. Let me ask you something. Do you flush the urinal every time after you use it? The urinal or the toilet? Urinal. Uh, no, I don't do that. Yeah, me neither. I don't like to touch the handle. Why are we talking about this? This guy in the bathroom, he just yelled at me for not flushing the urinal. Why would he care? He said said he doesn't want to piss in my little pool of piss because he feels like when he pees into it, it just like splashes back up at him. Okay, but... Why is he peeing into the pool and making the liquid splash up at him? I mean, I just, you just pee in the thing and just let it slowly cascade down into the pool. Exactly. Otherwise, it's too much force. Yeah, it's too much force. It's just going in and splashing back up at him. I See, he's doing it wrong. It's he's his fault. He's doing it wrong. You it's should be aiming him. at the corner of the urinal. This is clear and presently his fault. Exactly. Well, either way, he's really pissed at me right now. I told him to just, you know, like, give the little handle a fist bump. Just fist bump the handle before he starts, and then, then you know, problem solved. Yeah, he just flushed the damn thing himself first. Where is he? Where is this? Where? I'm actually getting mad about this. Where is this guy? Uh, you know, I actually don't see him. If, but if he pops out, I'll, I'll point him out to you. So what are you up to tonight? Uh, so, actually, that NGO girl started texting me out of the blue and asked if I wanted to hang out with her and her friends tonight. Remind me? She works in Syria. Oh, the Syrian one, right. She works in Syria. She's not Syrian. I know, I know. I'm just teasing you. So I'll go meet up with her and her friends. What are you doing? I am happily hanging out in my underwear and just watching some shows back in my place. Although I matched with this girl earlier and I think she wants to meet up tonight. Show me her face, please. Michael removes his cellular telephone from his pocket and hands it to Bradley. Huh. That's not what I was expecting. So she's 20, and she's pretty, and she's black. I know, right? I've never been out with a black girl before. You? Are you asking me if I've had sex with a black woman or if I've dated a black woman? Mm, uh, Sex, I guess. Then yes. In New York? No. uh, I was in Israel. Uh, I got introduced to her through this Arab guy that I'm friends with up there. She didn't speak English, and my Hebrew was shit. You know what? It just occurred to me that the full story of this night is going to sound kind of racist if I say it out loud. Because you slept with a black girl? Because I also smoked crack that night. You smoked crack? I think I smoked crack. My friend's friend told me it was weed when he gave it to me, and I was already pretty drunk and trying to figure out how to flirt with this girl who didn't speak my language. And the next thing I know, I'm smoking something that tastes terrible. And then I had an almost impossible time getting it up, and I didn't sleep for two nights. So you smoked crack to impress a black girl? That's not... Fuck. This is why I don't usually tell this story. Does your girl live around here? No, she lives up in Queens, and she was back in the city, and she was doing something with her friends, and so she thought it might be a good chance for us to get together. So you're going to bail on your underpants night to hang out with her? I don't know. I kind of like the idea of my underpants night. So invite her over. Eh, I'm pretending to have plants night. I vaguely remember being 20, and the idea of going out with someone who voluntarily spent the evening inside in their underwear watching the skin probably isn't that sexy. Do not watch the last one. I won't. I just need to catch up on a couple. You're ahead of me. Good, because we're going to watch the finale together. I know. We talked about it. I know. Oh, hey, there's that guy. He's the one that talks shit to me in the bathroom. He's in the corner over there with the two other dudes in the all flannel. Who? The big guy? Yeah, yeah, but be subtle. Bradley points with his arm fully extended. The big, big guy in the corner with his big friends? Bradley continues to point. 
You're such an asshole. He's the one that did that thing to you in the bathroom? That big, ugly guy that made you sad? The man and his flannel-shirted friends stand up and start walking toward Bradley and Michael. Michael throws cash onto the bar, grabs Bradley by his extended arm, and they swiftly exit the establishment. Later that evening, Bradley meets up with Tiana, 35, and her friends Paula, 35, a publicist for a relatively famous pastry chef, and Mara, 35, who had just returned to the United States after spending three years in Vietnam. They meet at a crowded bar in Noho, a historically posh neighborhood. It's very loud, so Bradley has no trouble having a private conversation with Tiana, even though her friends are nearby. After being introduced to Mara and Paula, he does just that. I'm sorry I didn't meet up for coffee the other day. I was just totally swamped. Oh, don't worry about it. It was super last minute. Also, I think I mentioned to you I don't drink coffee. Yeah, but there are other things at coffee shops. Either way, it's no big deal. I was worried after I texted you that you might have gotten the wrong impression. Yeah, no, I didn't get the wrong impression. Well, maybe I did. I don't know if I know what impression I should be getting. Well, like, because you know my deal. I'm only here for a few more weeks, unfortunately. And I'm keeping things light. I still haven't seen some of my friends, which is frustrating. This is my first time seeing Mara, and I had a lot of fun with you. You're fun and hilarious, but because my schedule is ever-evolving, I just can't really lock in plans. Right, but that's fine. Look, you're, you're kind of like a puzzle, because I'm on board with keeping it light, though saying that I think makes you sound like a dick. Okay, that doesn't make you sound like a dick. I'm just not sure what I'm hoping will happen here. Let's go talk to my friends. I feel like I'm being rude. Bradley and Tiana turn around to join Mara and Paula in conversation. I am wrong. Have you guys been out drinking long? Not really. I just work a ton. I haven't gone out in a while, so I didn't take much. It's never taken much for you to get drunk. I'm going to run to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Tiana walks through a throng of inebriated individuals to reach the lavatory. So, Tiana told me you write about burgers? Yep. That's pretty cool. What's your favorite burger in the city? I think I need more specific parameters than that. Okay, I don't care that much. You know Paula's in the restaurant industry. What's your gig? Basically, I give up my personal life so that the pastry shop at the Spanish Dryer can be more famous. Damn, that's a really fancy restaurant. So you're probably always traveling to Oregon then. I was for a long time, but I have a pretty big team now, so I'm going to be in New York most of the time. Which is perfect timing because I'm back in the city full time now too. Well, not perfect timing because Tiana is leaving so soon. Yeah, that's a bummer, huh? Oh, that guy's certainly going to think so. Paula gestures toward the bathroom, where Tiana is speaking with a moderately handsome-looking gentleman, whose beard hair would make the hair on top of his head jealous. Tiana notices her friends watching and bids the man farewell with a smile before rejoining the group. What did I miss? Brad and Paula were just chatting about how similar their jobs are. What? We were? Who was that guy? He was so weird. He's English, and I can barely get a word in. He was fun for a while. I was going to bring him over, but he just kept talking and talking, and then he started talking about his mummy a lot, and it just got weird. Are we ready for another round? I might be done. You're not done. The group orders another round of drinks, followed by a brief, awkward pause in the conversation. Hmm, do you guys want to play Truth or Dare? What? Yes, fine. Tiana, kiss Mara. Tiana smiles and places a small kiss on Mara's lips. I was going to say dare anyway. <laughs> okay, Brad, truth or dare? Uh, dare, I guess. Kiss Paula. For real? That's the dare? Tiana smiles and nods. Bradley turns to Paula. At first glance, she appears nonplussed, but Bradley notices a small smirk in the corner of her mouth. 
They lean forward and share a kiss, only a second longer than the one between Mara and Tiana. Okay, Brad, your turn to challenge. Okay, uh, Paula, truth or dare? Dare, obviously. I dare you to smooch the mummy-loving British guy. Okay, Tiana, come with me and introduce me. Actually, I'm going to say that part of the dare is you have to do it without Tiana, but Mara can wing you. You don't think I can do it without the introduction? I can do it without the introduction. Come on, Mara. Mara and Paula enter the sea of drunks in their search of the British mama's boy. Bradley turns to Tiana. What's going on here? What? Well, between you flirting with another dude in front of me and this weird truth or dare session, I'm having a hard time understanding why you invited me here tonight. Was it to pawn me off on your friend? Well, do you think she's cute? Oh. Look, like I said, you're hilarious and you're attractive, but I'm just having a hard time feeling compelled to see anyone seriously. I'm not trying to see you seriously. I understand the situation. It's not just you. I have a date with a guy tomorrow and I'm not even attracted to him. I'm still not that interested in knowing about your other dates. But listen. With nothing to lose and feeling bold, Bradley moves forward and wraps his arms around Tiana's waist. I fully understand what your situation is. I'm not trying to fool myself into thinking you're here forever or looking for something serious. But clearly you liked me enough to hook up last time, and that can't have been so horrible because you invited me out tonight. And clearly I like you too. Why do you like me? I'm leaving soon and it's obvious you're frustrated with me. I don't get to meet people like you, like, ever. You live in a war zone. You do fucking cool work. And your life in general is just remarkable. Your hooks are in, even though you weren't trying to get them in there. Tiana smiles and allows Bradley to kiss her. Okay, let's go back to my place, but we're just going to cuddle. I'm into cuddling. Seriously, that's it. You told me about your theory about girls saying they won't sleep with you, but I'm on my period. Tiana, I get it. Cuddling sounds great. Meanwhile, we find Michael gleefully at home devouring his third coffee ice cream bar while entranced by the adventures of the skin on the television. The ringing of his phone breaks the spell. Michael answers the call. Hello? Hi, is this Mike? Uh, yes, this is Mike. Hey, handsome. This is Kayla. I've been thinking about you. I'm sorry, I think you have the wrong number. No, Mike, it's Kayla from Bumble. We matched earlier today. Oh. Hi. Sorry to call you like this. This is probably rude because I know you're out with your friends, but I'm out of text data minutes on my phone, so I thought I would just call you. Oh, yeah, it's no problem. I'm just, we're back in my friend's apartment. We already finished up dinner. Um, hold on, let me just find some more quiet to talk to you. Michael pauses his television program and waits for a moment to give the impression he needed to find a more private location away from his friends. There. Uh, okay, is that better? So what are you up to? Um, just finished grabbing drinks with some friends, about to grab dinner. After that, I don't know, can I call you after? Maybe we can get together and have some fun. Uh, yeah, sure, that sounds great. Thanks for sticking it out with us to the season three finale of Tool to Date. We really appreciate it. And to show our thanks, we're going to tell you about another Jabberjaw podcast, whether you like it or not. This one's called The Sugar High Podcast, available at sugarhighpodcast.com, hosted by Danny Carissimi. He talks about music, and Mike's going to tell you a little bit about him. I think it might be down, pronounced Danny Carissimi. You, you said it so uncommonly. I, I did. I came in strong, though. No, you didn't. <sighs> So we'll just call him Danny C. Danny C. is, by his own description on his about page, a Long Angeles-based music journalist, podcast host, and tour manager. It actually says Long Angelist. Uh, it doesn't say Long Angelist. It says Long Angeles. 
But either way, I'm going to ignore his probable spelling error because he's had 311 on. Don't care about that. But he's also had Lucius on the show. And Lucius is freaking awesome. I've seen them live. I don't know if I'm equipped to give ad reads for music podcasts, Mike. I know that I'm definitely not. Although, he's had Walk the Moon on there. And I actually know about them. And that says something. What does it say? It's Well, it says I'm, I shouldn't do podcast reads. Other than... But I'm saying he's had someone on there popular enough that I would know them. So, anyway, check them out. Uh, he's got a Facebook, a Twitter, a SoundCloud, and iTunes. Uh, I don't actually don't know if he has a SoundCloud. He's got a Facebook, a Twitter, and a, uh, an Instagram. He's on iTunes. Uh, it's Sugar High Podcast, and it's, um, you know, he's handsome. So listen to his show. I'm just saying that Neon Indian, The Griswolds, and Bear Den just sound like somebody who went to a website that makes, like, band name generator names and spits them out. Around 2 a.m., Bradley stirs in Tiana's bed. He wakes Tiana by kissing her neck. She smiles and cuddles closer to him. He whispers in her ear, You know, when I like a girl, I really don't mind if she's on her period. Bradley slowly slides his hands down Tiana's body. Tiana starts to giggle. (laughs) Wait, stop, I'm ticklish. Bradley begins to tickle and poke Tiana's sides. She begins to squirm uncontrollably and then positions herself on top of Bradley's chest in an attempt to pin down his arms. Bradley looks down. Do you not have a tampon in? Did you lie about being on your period? Are you really inspecting me down there? No, I'm I'm just in the area already and I can see that there's no tampon. Well, yeah, I told you we were just going to cuddle, so I said that so we wouldn't be tempted. You mean so that I wouldn't be tempted? Yeah, I was just keeping you honest. You were keeping me honest. By lying. Bradley gets out of bed and begins putting on his clothes. You don't have to leave. I kind of feel like I do. Why? Because I don't want to stay the night with someone who thinks that I can't control myself unless she's on her period. Okay, you're being a little dramatic. It was just easier. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll make it really easy. Have a nice time with your date tomorrow. Bradley's snide comment sits poorly with Tiana, but her grimace quickly disappears from her face when she remembers an important question she had been determined to ask all night. Just before Bradley can get through her doorway, she asks, Wait, so can I give your number to Paula? Around the same time, Michael's phone rings out when Kayla calls him back. Michael has anticipated this call for the last few hours and has rehearsed his response several times. Hi, gorgeous. It's Kayla again. Hey, uh, beautiful. What are you up to? Just walking around. Not ready to go home, you. Uh, I'm actually back in my apartment now. I've been doing a lot of traveling this week, so I'm a little tired and I have to go to work in the morning. So I just figured I'd head back here. Uh, I think I'm in for the night. Oh, I was hoping we could meet up. Yeah, about that. Um, I was thinking maybe you could just come over here and we can hang out at my place. I mean, you're just wandering around anyway, and I figured this could give you a destination. And besides, I thought maybe we could have a little fun. Well, where does a handsome man live in NYC? I live on the Upper West Side. What time do you have to get up in the morning? I usually leave around 8 a.m. Oh, my. Too early? For me, maybe. Well, it's completely up to you. If you would prefer not to, I completely understand. I just thought it would be kind of nice to meet you. You would? I'm just not sure. What's the intersection? I'm at 92nd and West End. Oh, I know that area. I used to go there a lot. Cool. I'm sorry, I just don't know. It's fine. Honestly, you control the night. I tell you what. Head downstairs to the corner in about a half hour, and maybe I'll meet you there. Yeah, deal. A half hour later, Michael walks to the corner of 92nd and West End in his sweatpants. 
scrutinizing every automobile and pedestrian that passes in an effort to spot Kayla. Eventually, he spots a sport utility vehicle dropping off a tall black woman with knee-high boots and a short skirt. She approaches. Mike? Kayla, it's nice to meet you. This your building? Yeah. Kayla clutches Michael's hands and leads him into his building. Michael gives a slight, familiar nod to the doorman and is taken aback when Kayla does the same. Michael is confused, but his mind is frantically racing with anticipation of what his first move should be when they enter his apartment. Should he strike up a conversation? No. Attempt a kiss? Yes. Perhaps that would be best. He determines a strong, confident move would be wise in this situation. Whoa there, buddy. You didn't expect me to just come up here and fuck you, did you? I mean, isn't that why you came over here? I came over here to hang out. I don't know what you had in mind, but I'm not gonna fuck you. That's fine. It's just like I said earlier. I just thought I would try and make a move. I've made my intentions known, but, um... So, can I get you a drink? Just a glass of water. I've already had a few tonight and don't want to make any regretful decisions. Michael, disappointed by the lack of sexual interest from Kayla, quickly begins to lose interest in the situation. His de-escalating libido leaves him a bit sluggish and longing for sleep. However, he's conscious that Kayla will think he's a true scoundrel if he falls asleep only moments after she declares that she will not sleep with him. So he stays awake and converses with her for a short time. Soon, the conversation circles back to Kayla's interaction with the doorman upon entering the building. So did you recognize Gil, my doorman? Downstairs? Oh, uh, I know all the doormen here. I told you I lived in the neighborhood. Yeah, but I live in the neighborhood too, and I know like zero doormen in this neighborhood. I barely know the four that work in this building. Uh, I used to come by here a lot. Oh, so you have a friend in the building? No. An ex? Nope. Well, um, why are you in the building so much then? I don't know. I used to just come by here a lot. Yeah, but why? I just did. That's not really an answer. What's the difference? Why are you interrogating me about this? I'm not interrogating. It's just, I'm just curious and you're being kind of vague. Um, did you ever think that if someone's being vague, it's because they have a reason? Like, maybe they don't want to tell you, and maybe you shouldn't be an asshole about it. I'm definitely not being an asshole about it. Mmm, yeah, you kind of are. Michael, now appearing to be an asshole, no longer cares if he's rude. His sexual drive has been completely overtaken by his fatigue, and he's ready for the night to conclude. You know what? I'm just going to get ready for bed. You're obviously more than welcome to stay the night. I just need to get up in a few hours. Michael enters the bathroom, shuts the door, and performs his usual routine. He is on full bathroom autopilot, almost forgetting his house guest. Michael finds Kayla on his bed, completely nude, touching herself with one hand and covering her breasts with the other. I'm sorry if this bothers you, but I have to sleep naked. Uh, yeah, that's totally fine. Just, you know, be comfortable. Would you be mad if I slept like this? Mad? No, it's fine. Would you be frustrated if I was naked all night and didn't let you fuck me? I'm fine. If you need to sleep naked, sleep naked. I totally get it. I usually do too, but you already said you don't want to have sex tonight. I know, but I just don't want you to get frustrated if I rub my naked ass all over your cock. Uh, do you need to brush your teeth or anything? No, I'm perfect right here. Great. Michael turns off the lights and enters the bed next to Kayla. Kayla backs her body up to Michael's and begins gyrating her hips. Michael feels aroused. Ah, uh, there he is. See, I knew this might frustrate you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you do that, I'm gonna, you know. You can't fuck me, but you can kiss my neck. Michael, although confused by the statement, abides. You can't fuck me, but you can kiss my ears. Michael abides. 
Mm, yeah, okay. Don't fuck me, but you can grab my tits. Michael abides. No, harder. Michael's grip tightens. Oh my god, that feels so good. Hold me down and fuck me. Fuck me now. Michael abides. He rolls over and removes a condom from his bureau and follows Kayla's orders. The act is faster than Michael is used to, but more passionate and effective. He's able to achieve climax, which is a rare feat for an exhausted 36-year-old man in a condom. I needed that. I just needed that. That's exactly what I needed. I needed that. I needed that. Oh no, are you okay? I'm fine, don't talk to me. I'll grab some tissues. Here you go, I'm sorry, I just, I thought you wanted me to be forceful. What did I do? It's not you, I just, uh, I just, that was the most normal I felt in a while. The sex made you feel normal? Yes, it's just, my life is fucked. Kayla, is there something I can do? No, 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 I'm just fucked. I'm sure it's not that bad. Tonight, I wasn't with any friends. I just... I had to get out of the house. I just got arrested for something, and I had to move back into my mom's house in Queens. Tonight was the first night, and I couldn't be there. After I was arrested, my old friends won't hang out with me, so I was just wandering around. I'm so sorry. All my money is gone. I had to pay these bullshit legal fees. Now I'm stuck with this bullshit phone and can't even text anybody anymore. Ugh, I'm sorry to dump this on you. <laughs> no worries at all. If it makes you feel any better, I wasn't really doing anything tonight either. I just wanted you to think I was cool and out and about or whatever. In reality, I was just sitting here watching the skin in my pajamas. You watched the skin? <laughs> yeah. You're joking. I love that show. That finale was sick when the skin uses the skin from his elbow to... Uh, la, 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 la. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Kayla. If you don't mind me asking, what did you get arrested for? Why do you want to know? You don't have to tell me. Sorry, I mean... I think I know, but I would always wonder if I didn't ask. It was for solicitation. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's how you know the doorman in my building. Yeah. And that's why the sex made you feel normal. Yeah. Right. Okay, let's, let's just get some sleep. Kayla rolls over onto her side, facing away from Michael. She is given pause by what she sees on his bedside table. Hey, are you married? I'm sorry? There's a ring next to your bed. Kayla points to Michael's platinum ring band. Oh, right, no, um, I'm not. That's just my old wedding ring. So you are married? No, 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 I'm divorced. You're divorced? Oh, hey, listen, I should get going. What? Yeah, I, I have to get up early tomorrow. I should head out. Kayla slides out of the bed and dresses at a rapid speed. But... You were saying that my work was early. I figured that meant you wanted to sleep in. Are you leaving because I'm divorced? Mike, I gotta go. I'll see you around. The fuck? Too Old Today was created by Mike Tanzillo and Brad Garoon. This episode was written by Brad and Mike. Our theme music is Loveless by Gogo Ghost. Stalk us on social media at Too Old Today. If you have questions, comments, or the unbearable desire to be an angry troll, email us at info at 2 
Want to share your dating stories? Give us a call at 718-559-1040 and leave us a message with your story. If we get really good ones, we'll play them on the show. For more info, visit tooldtodate.com. And while you're there, consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows, pay for more dates, and <clears throat> maybe give the narrator a raise. Darkest night, and we will glow in our This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.